Konisti, how are ye? Welcome back to the Candlelit Tales podcast, where we are sitting down again with our friend Andreas Destak. This podcast is supported by our friends at Patreon, and you can join them over at patreon.com forward slash Candlelit Tales. You can also support this podcast by liking, commenting, subscribing and sharing. But for now, sit back and relax. And Andreas, tell us a story. I, I'll try it, but so why don't you sit there and join in for bits of it? Um, well, I'll tell it and you do the footnotes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah right. right, we're going to try the story of Schlievmisch. Yes. A great mountain down in Kerry. I'm going to try and tell the story that I only learnt recently, but um, Aaron and Sarka are going to join in with little footnotes, so it's going to be exciting. It's like a Wikipedia page. Um <laughs> Long after the Battle of Vintry, Fiontra, the White Strand, which had been covered in blood from the great battle between the Fina and the King of the World, and a great story which you may hear or have heard already from Candlelit Tales. After that battle, as you all know, there was no survivors at all, except, except one woman. She was the daughter of the King of the World, and she had seen such violence and blood at the Battle of Vintry. She had seen such violence that uh, she kind of, she was affected by the trauma. Sure, aren't we all? But that's another story. And she went up into the hills and wasn't seen for many a year. But even hundreds of years after the Battle of Vindry, people still heard howling and noises. There was rumour to be a vicious beast. No longer a woman, she had turned into a wild animal. Her hair was long and matted. Her long fingernails had turned into claws. Hair and fur had crawled over her body. She was the beast that lived in the woods. Oh, and people were very afraid. And to this day, the mountain is still called Schlieve Mish. For Mish was her name, and it was a huge misfortune for anyone that would end up meeting her. People went out to see what was in it, but anyone that went into that forest on the hill... They didn't come out. Anyway, one day the king of Kerry. Was it the king of Kerry? It was the king of Kerry. It was some king. One of the kings of Kerry. One of the many kings of Kerry. One of the kings of the kingdom of Kerry said, I want to find out who or what kind of a terrible beast it is that's living up in the hills here behind us in these wild and wicked forests. What is it that's tormenting us? What is it that we cannot go up into it? You know, you can imagine Kerry now, they wanted to do a little... Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little... A little bit of a... Cycle rail, what do you call the... the, <laughs> the greenway. The greenway. greenway. Yeah. The greenway and the tourism. Blocking the greenway. Blocking the, the greenway. The Atlantic way. Oh, exactly. What is this wild animal that's up there? So he marched many warriors to but any warrior that went in didn't come out. But one time he decided, okay, he said, give three pieces of gold... For whoever will go in, and if they come out with having this warrior slain, I'll give them a full chest of gold. Now, you know, a chest of gold that time was a lot of money. Like, you all know the gold standard in the what the, in the World Bank and the World Economic Forum and the, the whole crack that's on in New York. But a big chest of gold. So no one really wanted to go in, and as I said, anyone that went in didn't come out. Until one day this poet, a lovely poet from South Kerry, what was his name again? Dovelish. Dovrish. Dovrish. Dovrish was his name. Dovrish was his name. And he was a poet. And he went in, but he took with him 
three pieces of gold, no more, no less. But more importantly, he had with him, he had with him his harp. And anyway, he went up into the hills and he settled down somewhere nice and he just decided then he would play. harp and the beautiful sound of the harp well it bellowed around and the birds started to sing in with him and, but after a while he had the sneaking suspicion that he was being watched you see Dovrish was a harpist who had played being a bard and a harpist he had played at many of the great halls he had entertained them all he actually played at Stax Castle in Ligshnaw in North Kerry and he was known far and wide for his musical feats so he knew when he had an audience but this audience that he had in the hills of Schliebmisch was not just the birds and the bees he could hear the howling come out from the trees but nonetheless he ignored the grunting and growling that was coming from the hills and he continued to play on. And he continued to play and play and eventually the figure slowly came out of the woods and looked at him playing the harp. But Dovrish said nothing. He kept playing. And she come up and he stopped playing. And then when he stopped playing, she said, What's that? Oh, this, this is my harp. It plays music. She liked the music. Well, she didn't overreact, but she just said, I remember music. You do remember music. We all remember music. And then she said, What's that in your pocket? Oh, so Clinton's so bright. Oh, he took out the sovereign's bright, which were shining in the evening moonlight. And he said, Oh, this is gold. Oh, indeed you do. All women like gold. And then she said, What's that between your legs? Oh, what's this between my legs? Because she could see a little snake rising and he said, This! He said, This is my trickery stick. What trick do it do? Oh, the trickery stick can do many a trick, but wait and I show you what trick it might do. And he continued to kind of play and gently do some tricks with the trickery stick and she liked the trickery stick she said do that again ah says Dovrish but after he'd done one massive trick with the trickery stick he said there'll be no more trickery stick now he said until maybe tomorrow morning he said I cannot wear what I cannot spare I cannot give too much to the trickery stick she wanted more trickery stick indeed he knew how women sometimes like trickery stick. But he said, no, he said, you'll have to wait till the morning for the trickery stick. But he said, do you know what? He said, I can't give any more trickery stick until I've eaten a bit. I'm awful hungry. <coughs> food. Yes, food, <coughs> yes. So then she went 
back into the woods. But no sooner had she gone, suddenly she had turned around to come back with a wild deer slain by her bare hands and thrown up on her shoulders. And she came down and she dropped the deer down in front of him and started to pull the guts out of the deer and feed it to Dovrish. Oh, oh, no, 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 wait, wait. Yeah, 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 wait, says Dovrish. I like a bit of deer, but why don't we start a little fire? So he lit a bit of a fire. And then with the fire lit then, he started to cook the deer. And he showed her what cooked food was like. He said, mm. here, try this bit of venison. Wow. Delicious, Hello. isn't it? Hello. He actually had a sachet of uh, red vinegar in his pocket from <laughs> Supermax, which was delicious. You know, red wine vinegar with the same venison. And suddenly she ate the cooked food and the colour came back in her eye. And suddenly he could see in her eye that beautiful green aquamarine with the kind of brown, like the, like a side profile of her own bed. He could see how beautiful she was. Can I check again? Oh yes, the trickery stick. <laughs> so then he had to do another trickery stick trick the next morning. And then another day passed and they ate more. And in the morning they did trickery stick again. And she liked it. And bit by bit she became more civil to him and their camaraderie became more loving and he cut her hair and he sharpened her nails with a stone but also kind of filed them down and almost like a pedicure manicure she started to kind of change with the music that he played on the harp nicely combed she was still different and still very wild of course but they had never seen the like of her she was like ancient but yet from the future she bore with her the past fresh and future and the mochanilich all in one with the possibility and potential of her beauty and the king said wow the, 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 the roaring and the shouting from the from the forest has stopped and instead there is beautiful music paving the way of this lovely couple the king said, let me give you this treasure of gold, for you have you have taken the beast from the mountains and tamed it. He said, but Dovrish, being a poet, he said, king, I do not need your treasure of gold, for I have with me a treasure that I can now behold, more glorious and more special than any gold in your treasure chest. And with that, himself and the beautiful Mish, they left Steve Mish, herself and Dovrish, and lived happily ever after again. You! Not bad. Yeah, not bad for a first time. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably left out nice. loads. No, that, that was loads. great. That was that great. Was didn't have to do a thing. Didn't have to do a thing. Did you put in any bits you want? Do you want me to do it again? Or are you no, happy with it? No, that's Jesus, lovely. That was perfect. That was really? Perfect. Are you sure? Yeah. I'd say we could do a tune again. One last tune? Yeah. Alright. Come on again. Yeah.